of Ash and Flow. This is Unbillable Hours, a podcast about professional services marketing. Stick around and listen to our insights, tips, and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career. Welcome, everybody, to, to this new episode of the Unbillable Hours podcast. Uh, we're very excited to have Stephen G. Pope with us, who is uh, a marketing expert, a podcast host. Um, you might have seen him on TikTok if you use that app. But primarily, he's also the, the founder of SGP Labs, which, Stephen, if that, is that cool if I refer to that as a growth accelerator? You, you're a consulting firm that helps companies with yeah. their marketing efforts? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. so, a great way to put it. So welcome to to this show. And, and we invited you here because we stumbled across your content on TikTok where you had some great things to say about, I think, and put it, don't want to put words in your mouth, but where, where content production is headed and how thought leadership is changing and all, all these things, which, which Ash and I try to think smartly about in the context of professional services firms. So can can you maybe repeat for the people who haven't seen your TikTok, like what, what's what's broken there from from your perspective, and how how might it be changed? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, and then feel free to stop me, and like we can get into the weeds with it. But like in a nutshell, you know, like thought leadership has become you know this this kind of topic that everyone wants to be a thought leader, and like yeah. that's the way to grow your business and professional services. Because uh, I work with mm -hmm. professional service firms, coaches, consultants, that kind of realm that we're delivering services. And, you know, it's using that that kind of perspective, like how do you look into the future and identify risks and opportunities so that your audience can take advantage of those things. But then kind of moving into a more modern like approach where you are delivering these things like almost like live and communicating with your with your your audience live like for instance like most of my stuff is all moving to a live scenario where people can join and ask questions mm. and instead of just like sitting back and coming up with all these things you think people want to talk about where maybe you're right <laughs> yeah. 50 percent of the time or 25 percent of the time mm -hmm. um you're literally just like interacting with people and like taking their questions and their feedback and rolling those back up into your your, your content, you know, stream and a really rapid basis, right? So, um, doing a presentation or doing a, you know, a podcast or a live show or a Q and a, and mm -hmm. just like, what are, what are some of the general things, you know, you want to talk about, but then what do, what do people actually want to talk about? What are the questions they actually ask you? Cause they're usually like way different than what you think they're going to be. They're like <clears throat> a lot more basic than you thought they needed to know. Like, if you're if you're mm -hmm. an experienced professional and you're in you you've been in a field for 30 years you're so far down the experience track that some of those basic things that you know you just don't even talk about when in fact that's some of the the juiciest yeah. content right so can, i think what I, it is, can is I add something like, can i add something there yeah, real quick sure, sorry because i lo i love that because i always used to rile against this notion which you get in many consulting firms oh we got to sell to the c suite right and then the content gets produced is so high level and strategic that is borderline generic. <laughs> okay. Whereas the stuff that actually works is like two notches down from there. I don't know, director or manager level, more tactical, more technical stuff. And all the all the most of the firms, that's actually how they sell. And they know it. Like the guys in the practice know it. But go to the marketing department, everybody's like, no, 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 no. We gotta have a big think piece for the C suite, which in reality then never 
I mean, of course, they eventually sign it off or sign the check, but they're usually not the buyers or the, the people in the process, right? I don't know if that... The, yeah, they don't it does. Time. <laughs> yeah, and, and here's the thing is like, and it's, it's almost impossible to do, <clears throat> excuse me, it's almost impossible to do this unless you are interacting with your audience on a regular basis. Because yeah, true. here's the thing is like, if you go a week or, or two without talking to your customers, your, your mind is already drifted away. Yeah. So what, what I think is interesting about social media, as long as you can get over some of the hurdles that keep people from getting on there and interacting there, like a lot of people feel like they're wasting their time. Um, but in reality, you're like having a direct con conversation with people yeah. that you really want to actually talk to. <laughs> Excuse me. And, and so when you're, ha when you're able to talk to people in real time, it keeps you really locked in to what they actually want. And so mm -hmm. instead of walking away and making these big, huge presentations, it's like you're just like in the weeds with people talking with them, giving them your perspective and just answering their questions. And you, you just become a lot more in tune with what's actually happening in the marketing place or the marketplace. And that's what really fuels good marketing in the, in, in the beginning anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, from what you're saying, it's basically you're cutting down the time to react and respond, which is essentially really important in an age of conversation. If you're basically just putting something out and then, you know, waiting for someone to react and then waiting again to respond, it's just things have changed in the market by the time, you know, you actually put out your response. Yeah, and here's a funny thing, right? So, like, I'm able to do this really fast and dynamically, and I'm like one guy. Mm -hmm. And I can create yeah. a stir. I can create a stir that's, I mean, obviously Accenture, like those big consulting firms, they have, they're well, they're, they're much more known than I am. Of course, it's like they have industry brand recognition and all that kind of stuff, but I'm able to produce more content faster than huge companies. And so like if, what could a, if a, if a company like Accenture or one of these other companies adopted something like this, think about what they could actually do if they just got yeah. out of their own way. And can I ask about this? Because you, like clearly for your own business, I can tell from the outside, you, it's it's working quite well for you. You seem to be quite successful with it. How, how much, how important is that frequency these, day, this day, these days? Like the, the ability to turn out a lot of stuff at a high frequency that then also is not bad, right? It's not crap. It's like because right. of you doing this interactively, it's, it's also good. Is that a winning recipe almost or? I think so. I mean, like the quantity, like the quality is important. Yeah. But the, you know, the experience of doing it leads to that. But yeah, like, so like content creation is being, so like a lot of the people that are creating content are like individual people hmm. and there's a lot of stuff flooding onto the market. So there is a lot of noise. And so... You know that you have to you have to have a certain level of volume and a certain cadence to things. Uh, that's what keeps you top of mind. That's what keeps you in tune with what people are saying. So yeah, I do think the the that rapid. It's really not as hard as you think, though. Like again, like I'm one guy. I produce. <laughs> I cre I create content across all of the different platforms, and I'm on LinkedIn and I'm interacting there. I I, I feel like it's my job as as the CEO of the company to be out there and yeah. For for some reason, people don't, people, they think networking groups is a good use of their time. It doesn't scale. And, but for some reason, that's just accepted as a good use of your time. But a lot of people just have a hard time getting over, like getting on social media and spending time. But that's where everybody is, whether it's LinkedIn or TikTok or yeah. a lot of the customers I got off of TikTok, they, they were like, yeah, we, we saw your video while I was, I was going to bed. 
I was just scrolling through TikTok and your video came up and then I was like, Hey, that's cool. And then they called me and then they hired me. And I think that's just like the coolest story. Like people are going yeah. to these platforms to be entertained. Why can't it just be you? Like, and, and we have to, we have to say that louder for the people in the back. You actually won business on TikTok. Like I, I'm, try, I'm pushing the stuff so hard on, on my clients so far. No one's buying. Everybody's saying, nah, it's the dancing app for teenagers. I don't know. It's like, yeah, consultancies are a conservative bunch, There's a but... mindset shift that needs to happen for things like that, Flo, because one of the things that I'm seeing right now is a lot of bigger firms are moving away from blogs that the company produces <laughs> because they know that it takes forever. It's got very little like readership. And what's the whole point? So instead of doing that, what they're doing is they're pushing the individuals to push content on their own channels, yeah, which is yeah. a lot more effective because they can because these people speak to their you know clients and they can actually drive <clears> something, you know, quicker. Like, hey, I want to talk about something. Do I want to go through this big firm's approval process or do I just want to like put up a quick blog to just say this is what I think? Do you, uh, as long as you've got the firm's blessing for what you're trying yeah. to say, should be fine and it's quicker. Oh my God, the legal yeah. apparatus! <laughs> Don't wake them. <laughs> But um, to a certain to a certain yeah. degree, that's like there. Some people are too far behind to to educate them in any short of, in any short amount yeah. of time to get like you can't sell like uh, steak to a vegetarian. You know, it's like some people just are not ready. But there are a group of people that if you gave them just enough education and help them connect the dots, they can see it. You know, a, a lot of times people are just they're too they're too addicted to what they're already doing so when you introduce this new stuff they're like oh my gosh like when am i going to possibly fit that in right well yeah. i'm like you're not going to fit it in you're going to get rid of all the other crap you're doing you're yeah. going to free yep. you're going to clean the slate and then you're going to just adopt this new marketing model and you're just going to go direct to consumer and just educate them and yeah. uh, provide value and just demonstrate that you know what you're talking about and then they hire you it's it's genius and I mean, I, I want to delve into, we mentioned your process a little bit, and I, I really want to, I'm, I'm a bit curious about it. So I want to get, I want you to get into the weeds as you said before, but, but one sure. last point here to, and, and you stop me if that's wrong, but what I like about your approach and what was so interesting to me is there is a different model for the sort of creator type piece of content production, uh, production. I'm going to associate it with Gary Vee, even though that's not. Maybe he's not the only person, but these people say, well, just document your process, right? Documentation is content creation. Am I, mm -hmm. is, would it be fair to say that yours is actually slightly different because you say, no, 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 don't just, don't sort of fuse your production process in content creation, like your, your consulting work and then, you know, film that and that's content. No, interact with your target audience. So you're sort of fusing client insight and then sort of my yeah. thinking process and then content creation which which is which is even a step further i think it's a be even better suited model to consultants than just documenting my process what i'm thinking because that's not what's interesting like you said in all cases yeah no I, that's a good point i to be to be fair i actually do a little bit of both so yeah. okay i i literally just started running uh, youtube ads for my uh, consulting business mm -hmm. it's not something it's not something that i offer as a service yeah um, but i'm documenting that process so I'm telling people, hey, I just launched this. Hey, go check out my ad. Here are my results for the first couple of weeks because that fuels 
that, that also helps fuel just my passions of learning something new. And then yeah. it's just showing a new side of me and keeping, keeping things interesting. So, but, but I would, I would argue like the way Gary Vee says, you know, document the process. I, you could argue I'm doing the same thing. I'm really just out there documenting the conversations <clears throat> and the interactions and then using those as content. So like if somebody asks me a question on a live show, then you know it's documented and i'm producing it so so maybe it's not too important to to like i think i think where gary v talks about documenting the process it's it's he's often talking to people like he's a big marketing agency that, that yeah the, the big companies hire him but he's also when he's on social media he's often speaking to an entrepreneur that hasn't started yet yeah so the context is important right so all these messages that people put out on social media, the context is extremely important. Yeah. He's talking to somebody that hasn't even started. And so he's talking to somebody that's like afraid, like, what do I even talk about? So he's yeah. saying, Hey, don't even, don't even worry about it. Just, just document what you're doing every day and people will be attracted to that. They'll see you making progress and then they'll inevitably be drawn to you. But I think for a consulting firm, documenting the research you're doing, documenting internal calls, those could all be, <laughs> that's off limits. Those could yeah. all be, yeah, I mean, typically, but like that could be a really great source of content because that's where people get creative. That's where they're open. They're just like, yeah. that's where that's where they, you, someone goes on a rant. Now you have to have all the systems and processes to like capture that and like make sure that it, it's actually used, which is a different challenge. Mm. But you know, you could totally yeah. do it. See, the, I completely agree with you that it's it's all about the capture because anything you create essentially is content. That's that's the first thing, right? So it, it's about the capture, then figuring out where can I place this thing, or mm -hmm. at least having in your mind that it's almost like when some film directors when they're walking through like a place, they they're like, oh, it would make a nice shot. So as you create your content, as you keep talking about it, yeah, you know, all right, this is going to go well on. TikTok, this would go well on YouTube. This is probably better on Instagram. You, you just kind of know where it goes. And it that's the thing. You keep doing it. That's the thing is that you have to be th like, I know a lot of people that record all their Zoom calls and they just go to, they go to the graveyard. So like, yeah. it, it takes like a thoughtful workflow. So like, as soon as that video is done, it needs to go somewhere. It needs to be yeah. like, like my weekly content creation process starts like literally after my live show is done after a podcast done like stuff's happening that thursday afternoon by the end of friday everything is like done hmm. and i'm moving on to the next piece yeah whereas if you don't have that like you're gonna get so crushed by the, yeah. mo the by the speed of what of what's happening so that speed and and i'm what's cool though is like i'm not doing a ton of stuff yeah. When I say that, when I say this weekly process, it's not like it's like, but the process is there. The catch is there. The, the skills, the yeah. processes, the checklist, they're all there to capture and push and move on. So, so without giving all the secret sauce away, can you, can you walk us through your, you, you made some, you put some hints here and there already. Can, can you walk us through the, the process you're using in some detail? You, you know, you don't have to. You decide how well, much you want I, to share. I, I literally just, I just did a live show where I literally gave everything away. Yeah. Um, I saw that on LinkedIn, by the way, that it said like yeah. Stephen was live, blah, blah, just because the, before the podcast. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I, I don't mind. It's so it, it's like, it's a, it's a few different things. It's, I mean, so just to kind of set the stage, I, I'm also a tech guy, so I have a lot of automation and stuff, but this isn't all the automation stuff that I talk about and nerd out on isn't that important. 
but it essentially comes down to a couple of things. You got to map out your planning workflow. So like you got to, what are the topics that we're going to be talking about? How do we schedule those out? Are guests involved? I mean, you know, some of this stuff you're doing it. And then it's having that workflow and then getting that workflow into some sort of project management software. Like it could be Asana, ClickUp or Trello yeah. or whatever, so that these things be, become like checklists that you can kind of just go through real quick without thinking. Cause you, you want, you don't want to think it's yeah. the thinking that like every day it, the, where people spend most of their waste, most of their time is thinking about what I, what I need to do next. So I eliminate all those different things. Mm -hmm. you, you get a good planning workflow. And then right after there's various things that need to get done. Like the video needs to be processed. It needs to get sent here. It needs to get sent there. Somebody needs to load it in into a tool like Descript to make clips from it. Mm -hmm. Who does those things? Who's, who are they assigned to? You know, it's like really kind of like, I mean, just going to say basic process stuff. Yeah. You know, but it's, it takes, it takes someone to be thoughtful, to sit down and do it. Yeah. And then, and then here's, and then after that, it's like, what's that post-production workflow look like? It's like, are you making clips from it? Are you going to YouTube? Are you doing this or that? And then what are the steps that need to happen there? And then also having like a weekly content planning agenda where people can come and be thoughtful and they, they're talking about, Hey, like, so like on my live show, my wife is actually fielding the questions and then putting those on a Trello board so I can answer them as they come in. And then that Trello board now becomes my source of insights of what people are talking about. So I, nice. I can keep track of these things and then come Friday when we're, when we're being thoughtful about it, then, then I can sit and we can just be, we can slow down what went wrong the last week. What are we going to be talking about next week? Do we need to update any of the processes, finish that? And then we're done. And then, and then I, I have technology that further makes a lot of that even easier yeah. in terms of like creating folders and structures and, and stuff like that to, cause, cause I want it to be such that if I need to click somewhere, if I need to go to a folder, if a team member needs to find a file, an image, a, an MP3, an MP4, it's just a click. It's, it's right there. And they, nobody's searching for things. Nobody's emailing anybody saying, where is this? Where is that? Where's the status of this? It's all just organized. And so that's where some of the, that tech organization automation comes in yeah. um, that just further helps me streamline it even more. And, and I think you said it's not that important, but I think that the tech stuff, I, I think it might become over time because also yeah. part of your process is, and you mentioned this, this idea of having live events and then capturing the content there and repurposing it in all kinds of smaller formats. Right. So, so the idea is I always yeah. have something that's a longer form B ideally involves my target audience and then that gets chopped up into all kinds of pieces. So I think it is helpful to have a structure in place to, because I'll do this a couple of times, you'll be sitting on an archive of a ton of stuff, I'm guessing, right? So it's probably good to be, be yeah, organized no, around that. Yeah, I've got thousands of pieces. I don't always tap into it, but it's there. The only reason why I bring that up is because I do find that people, they try to automate things before they've actually even done it manually. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and technical people can can tend to nerd out on the technology and it's a secondary, you want good content first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So like you want to, you want a flow that you've done manually before you do automation. I do. I mean, I do think the technology is a competitive advantage for me. Like I'm yeah. not like, I'm the kind of guy, I don't like to do things over and over again. Yeah. So like if I have to do something over and over again, it's going to kill my enjoyment level because I'm yeah. a creative person. 
So those things are important to me because I just want to be able to click and not have to think about it. So I think it is important. I think it's a competitive advantage that I have, my clients have. And then this is only going to get more intense a year from yeah. now, two years from now. I mean, think about where this is going to go. We're not going backwards. This is going to go more and more intense. Like your ability to just like run this like a like you're a media company, like you're an educational force in the marketplace, just like teaching people whatever mm -hmm. they need to know. Yeah. You know, all that stuff's going to distribute and... and and I think I, I, because you mentioned the media company thing, like before we had you on, I was I, I there's somewhere as a LinkedIn post of mine, which people don't have to find. It's not that important. But I was thinking about the stuff and that the way I presented this was, I think consulting firms, they came from this think tank model of content creation, right? Highly centralized, big pieces, huge lift. The smarter ones have sort of moved to this media company model where it's still fairly centralized, but we do smaller pieces, various types of formats. Where, where I see a model like yours live is actually sort of decentralizing it because you said it, you're one guy, right? So you could, uh, a consulting company which adopts your model, does that well, could run the same thing you're doing for like 15 partners, 20 practice. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Like you could, you could decentralize yeah, like it a bit. So it's no longer just one media company. It's essentially you equip all the interesting people in the business. A right. distinct industry with a model like this, you could you could really punch above your weight class, even as a midsize. There firm, is right? yeah. There is one yeah, thing I mean, to like caveat to that, Flo. It's that you got you gotta make sure that they're all saying similar messages. Yeah, the you governance know, headache comes in. I get that, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I guess I guess that it, that kind of like I don't know the the big consulting realm like Accenture, Accenture, but like yeah, I'm sure there I'm sure there is, but in a smaller firm, I think you're right. Like. And, and what's so what's so cool about this is like it, well, this is the the paradox is like those kind of companies have the resources to actually do like a crazy like they could really do something quite amazing and be very dynamic if they were just if they could just number one get out of their own way and keep it simple and not over engineer it to begin with it's yeah. like there's so much opportunity it's I think it's actually quite fascinating that the people that are actually the only people that I see really leveraging social media really, really well, it's like the big brands, right? Like Nike and all these, I mean, yeah. they're all over the place, right? And then it's like the small creators. Yeah, it's the creator there, this, economy people. Yeah, yeah. There, there's all these people in the middle that are the kind of the traditional companies that haven't figured out, like especially the professional service firms, right? Like they're all, like it's so old school and... It, it just blows totally. my mind. It's like all of these creators at the bottom, half of them or 99% of them are literally crafting their offer as they go. Like they don't even have a business yet. They're just creating content yeah. and figuring out what that business is. And then they finally strike gold or they go out of business. The big brands already figured it out. Tons of content everywhere. And yet there's this, there's this middle group that have all the resources, all the money, all the talent, and, the, and the, have... pro the product, the experience, and they're just sitting there. And they are the industry that relies on that stuff. Like, think about how, right. how is the Boston, the Boston Consulting Group was freaking founded on on BCG perspectives, right? With, which was Bruce Henderson, the founder, typing out letters to executives. He was doing content marketing before the term was invented, right? Like right. They, yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's built around that stuff. So they should be the best they, at this, but for some reason they cut, they can't grasp the. Like they're just. I don't want to. They're just stuck I don't in wanna, the, They're they're just stuck in the blogging writing world that's the, and, that's the and only sometimes thing. yeah not even i mean I, I we could that's another show discussing the reasons but i just one 
sort of snarky comment for the listeners if they care about this type of stuff. I think two or four weeks ago, some American magazine published the consulting leaders. They had like two lists, male and female leaders of renown, like 25 people on each list. And I saw that, and this is not a comment about the abilities of those leaders, but I had to Google like each and every one of them. Mm. <laughs> like well, these are the leading voices in the consulting. And then like, I was like, who are these people? Like, and then, like right, right. which is my way of saying, none of them had any sort of thought leader content presence anywhere, which, which I was exposed to. And I'm in this industry. Like I, I read like even a niche, I almost said crap. Like I had, they have no presence. It's very interesting. There's no, there's no actual brand. Yeah, there is no brand recognition. I, I think part of the reason that specific case is because these people are their own personal brand and they work by talking to their clients and then client referrals and conversations and conversations that they're so stuck in the old model of that. Yeah. They don't realize that there is another way they can like have these conversations can go for it. They're so stuck in the, the physical. Right that they're not figuring out the you know non-tangible kind of stuff and the bigger issue is the fact that they don't quite understand how it works like but and, but, and, but, but what's funny though is that they still like if if they just slow down and just analyze their own buying behavior and where they hang out it's yeah. like i'll talk to people a lot of the time and i'll be like are you you know like they're on linkedin they're just not doing anything there so it's oh, like yeah. they yeah. they go they have the behaviors of people that buy like a modern person, but they don't actually execute their own business. Or, yeah, for, from the way they. Yeah, and my my thing is trap, right? My thing well, is look. the the people who tell me that Instagram isn't for B two B, who then also like after the meeting is over, turn around to show me their skiing trip pictures on their Instagram. Like I'm, they are on Instagram right, right, right. for their. Like I'm like what, but 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 talking of of old school new school, I mean, I I wanted to ask you about your your TikTok stint, Stephen, because it that you already mentioned you won some business that way, and I I don't know your numbers, but you seem to be quite successful for I like I've dabbled in it. I have like I don't know twenty videos up if I'm not wrong, and it's not flying at all, which is probably my signal. It's not good enough yet, so I'm I'm dialing it in. But just you the, it's just have, a, it's, so. just a it's just a volume thing, you know. Yeah, probably. Uh, you you yeah. got you got to have some volume to get TikTok. Yeah, I mean, I've doubled my business off of TikTok. Um, nice. I've hired. I've been hired by like I was hired by a five billion dollar company, which I think See. is that's not actually my ideal client, and it's probably not the the client that I really want to grow my business with because it's not the the yeah. cultures is is like even like my ideas don't fit their culture as well. But like you know, all my customers have been thirty-five or older, and and I was able to get onto TikTok pretty quickly, mostly just because I was sitting there one Christmas and I was just scrolling through it, and I was just like, I was like, you know what? It's like, I wish I had been on LinkedIn before mm. it got real busy, because you see people that were on there a long time, and they're like, they got all this organic reach and all this stuff, yeah. and I was looking at, I was like, well, if I'm on TikTok, there's got to be other people like me. I'm selling to people like me. And I'd already had a bunch of practice making videos and stuff. So it was pretty easy for me to jump yeah. on there and just like talk into the camera. Cause like, I didn't have that, that, that fear of video that there's always a, an impediment for someone to, to jump into yeah. this stuff. But I just made some logical conclusions. I was like, if I'm here, somebody else is here. It's only, I'm going to be here early, but yeah, TikTok has been a really cool place. And it just, it, not only do you, not only can you grow your business, but then you also become a better content creator. You become better at articulating yourself. I get better at telling little stories, you know, that kind of thing. And and so video plays a huge role in your presence. Like, can I can I ask what is the sequence of things? Do you do you 
take a video for YouTube that also goes on your blog. If people visit your blog, it's primarily videos, right? Or, or 100% videos. I don't know. I haven't read all of it. But yeah, so I, YouTube I just, first and then repurpose for TikTok? Or do you do both? Or do you, is that two different production streams? How, how does that work for you? Yeah, so currently I do my TikToks. I've gone through various iterations. Okay. But right now, how I'm doing those is I, I just, I'll come to my computer right now. And I will just record like eight or nine videos and then I'll send them to an editor and he'll cut them up and then I can just post those on TikTok. I am going to be repurposing my YouTube videos onto TikTok, but I just, you just have to be patient with yourself as you roll these different things out, but it's on my roadmap. Cool. And then also on TikTok specifically, I've seen people grow channels with repurposed content. So mm -hmm. I'm not saying you can't do it, but it is a fast paced platform. It is easier to grow from my experience and what I've seen other people do and the people that I've helped is just talking into the camera because it's like, it's very direct and natural, yeah. but you can totally repurpose content from a podcast and all that kind of stuff. And I've seen people yeah. grow that way too. It just might grow a little slower. So that's on my roadmap. It's just like, I have to be, you have to be patient as you roll these things out because you could very quickly overwhelm yourself. Mm. It's very easy to overwhelm yourself. Like what I'm doing now has taken me a while to figure out how to do. I've learned a lot of different skills yeah to do it and i help people accelerate that but you can easily overwhelm yourself and get stressed out which which is also which also makes it fun right at least for me i like to do, just dabble with the stuff even if it doesn't fly it's interesting to to try try new things but you mentioned the the fear of video and ash said something a while back where he said the the, the people just don't know how to do it well there's I one thing i, I was yeah, bear with me. I, I wonder how much of that is actually a framing issue because think about it, like these consulting types, they go into a boardroom, right? And present their stuff to CEOs who might honestly be quite critical of consulting. Do you know, they're used to explaining their stuff with words and they're usually quite good at it. There's a certain level of refinement you could expect. So I'm sure. always, I'm struck by like the moment you point a camera at them, it's... It goes it goes away. <laughs> well, Again, they, yeah, they should be good at this, and they should they should be they could be confident because I've seen like I, I always tell them I've seen you present this on the stage twenty minutes ago. It's brilliant, and now we do the podcast recording, and you were sort of stumbling all over the place. Like I don't know. How no, to I get it. Yeah, I mean, I I get it now, but I was terrified of getting on camera. To be quite honest, okay, you, I couldn't you tell. look at my <laughs> well because I've made a million of them. Uh, okay, you That's... look at my you look at my first LinkedIn video. I was like, oh. I was like super, like super stressed out. I, you know, it's like, it, there's a couple things. It's like fear of video. You're recording yourself. You're looking into the camera. You're articulating your ideas. And then you're putting it out in a place that you have no control over. So like, yeah, you know, if you're, if you're true. used to doing boardrooms and presenting to this, these different types of people, but now when you go onto LinkedIn or TikTok, you're going to have a kid on there saying that you, you're ugly or you're uh, that's, that's a stupid idea. Like, get yeah. out of here this is this is not for old people i mean you're going to get bombarded with just like stuff that you're not used to and when people are it's just different so i i have a lot of like uh empathy for for okay, that because i've number one gone through it and number two like i've just i've learned that it's one of the most interesting things like all my clients get stuck on different things some some okay. are good with some are good with equipment some are good with process some are good with getting on video some are good with coming up ideas some are scared of video some have can't can't keep a calendar event straight some can't like they don't know how to use google docs 
you know, so there's this wide range of okay. different abilities and like, you've got to, you've got to, or I have to, I have to be able to detect what, where are they going to go awry hmm. and provide the, the training that they need to, to, to isolate that problem that they have. Cause I've got training material for all sorts of things. And like some clients will just skip it because they're just not, it's not an issue. Interesting. So what I was trying to get at was there's also the consulting firm trap where consultants are really good at selling and telling their ideas to other people. They don't implement it themselves. They don't take it in house. The self-implementation aspect is quite low. Whereas like, you know, in your case, Steven, you basically try it out for yourself before you go and sell it to someone else. You try it out and then you do it. <laughs> so that, that element doesn't exist there. It's more like I'm helping you solve a problem. Am I going to fix myself or do anything for myself relating to this? No, not really. I'm just going to tell you what to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. So All yeah, right. that's it's, that's actually an interesting. I, I've really noticed this in like the it's a business it's a business philosophy. Is like there's a lot of businesses that sell something different than what they do for themselves, right? Uh, so like I'm a marketer. I help consultants grow, but I'm do I'm applying the same. Yeah. I sell the same thing that I do for myself. So it's like this. Yeah. It's an interesting. It's an advantage and also a disadvantage. I'm also cl so close to it that I can, you know, but yeah, what you're saying is an interesting uh, philosophical, I don't know if it's philosophical, but it's an interesting business. I think you need to be conscious of that. Like some people get to sell what they do for themselves and some people yeah. have to do something different for themselves that they are doing for other people. And um, so I'm in the weeds with myself and figuring all these things out. And so, you know, it's, it's an interesting... <laughs> There is also, there's a third aspect. I think Ash to what you're saying is sometimes this is just not intentional, but it's sort of, it's, it's grown that way. Like, like to your point of documenting my process or repurposing what I do for work for my content, right? I've been in a situation so often where a, a, a consulting, a client service team gives a killer presentation to a client that's highly educational because it's not just a work deliverable, but let's say they have, they have to present some theory. They have to work the client through some steps, explaining stuff, market insight, whatever in a workshop. Almost never does this become like, let's say a webinar, like you could literally just wipe the client logo off the slides. It's generic, useful information. You could turn around to never happens. Why? Because it's just, everybody has learned that these are two different work streams, right? There's the consulting team works for the client presents stuff, and then there's marketing and they figure out the webinar. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love right, your process yeah. so much because your yeah. first idea would be like, why don't we just take the, like this, <laughs> like you're doing, yeah. but I've always wondered about why we never do that because it's, it's these people are smart. They do some really great presentation work for their clients. Marketing never gets their hands on it. Like we have to, like we, and then we reinvent the wheel, right? And as you said earlier, Stephen, this, we, we are the marketing is often quite re removed from the actual client world and needs and interests and so forth. So, well, yeah. Well, you bring up another, like another important point is that, like I think the walls between sales and marketing and the product basically need to be dissolved. Yeah. And they like, and all of the departments kind of need to know. Like I think, like knowing marketing is going to just become like a basic skill. Like if you're going to, if you, if a yeah. company just outsources all their marketing to somebody else, you're going to get killed in five years. Yeah. Because the companies that just start to learn how to adopt that is just like natural behavior. Yeah. And like sales and marketing and the product are all working together. I mean, marketing, I mean, these things are not separate entities. Yeah. And so like yeah. you want to break down those barriers so that 
you, you want all these things just kind of working together. Like there's no reason to have them separate. And I think that the, the functions themselves, I would argue they will stay like the, they will, you'll have a marketing function. They could right, take, right, right. They could take care of the governance. Like does everybody say similar things like to your point, Ash, right? They make sure the planning's there. They oversee like, does that, has everybody understood their strategy? But I fully agree, Stephen, like the, 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 the creation, production, distribution aspects of it, that becomes almost like an individual skill. Marketing just yeah. does a bit of edu you know, orchestration, education, and then, I don't know, we, we help you build the process or whatever. But I think that's where the job is going to go, which, by the way, that's a fundamentally different skill set, especially in consulting firms, than, than what they have in marketing teams today, I, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and then, when, and then when I think about what marketing is even, too, it's just like, to me, it's not about like, graphics or a website or no. it's it's more about like okay how do we how do we basically hypothesize that there's that this message is going to resonate yeah. with people yeah send it out there like and then having the ability to actually capture the reaction which is why i which is why when we started the conversation it was all about how do you interact with people so you can actually yeah. get that feedback and then you know like how many marketing messages were all made in a boardroom and then it's that was the the message that they use for the next three years and it's like it was never tested on a, a real customer and um, how much time got wasted between marketing folks like ash and myself discussing adjectives which never mattered in the first place you know <laughs> and um, colors I, and shit i don't know i'm joking i don't want to get half this, joking though <laughs> yeah i don't want to get this into a marketing dis discussion but the whole issue that marketing faces overall is that you need to know every single function to help orchestrate selling yeah. your product so you, you you need to know the finance you need to know the operations you need to know like the execution you need to know every function literally and because if you look at cmos today they are expected to know everything and like the ceos would just come to them and say hey we need to help we need your help to solve this so that we can start selling yeah it might not yeah yeah, be yeah yeah yeah, I mean, I agree. I think marketing is actually like to me what marketing is is an entrepreneurial engine. It's a like it fuels the product. I think the CEO should understand it. Yeah, it's not that complicated. It's really not yeah. the fundamentals of it. You could read a couple of good books and like have the basics of it. And yeah, it's a, it's an engine. It's the it's the it fuels the product innovation. It it fuels the the marketing innovation. To me, like marketing before I kind of like studied it. Like I thought it was websites and flyers and colors. And then, and so I wasn't that interested in it. When I realized it was like the entrepreneurial engine, I was like, oh, this is actually really interesting yeah. stuff. Like it became, it, yeah, it became like magical almost. I was like, whoa, like if you get this right, like you basically just build a massive company. Yeah. I think, I think that's the right. That's the right conclusion, and I think uh, lo looking at the clock, I think that's that's where this one was a perfect phrase. To... <laughs> so, yeah, so you gotta thanks. be careful. I'll keep talking. So, thanks, Stephen, for for joining yeah. and for uh, shedding some light on where you think it's it's headed. And and I I recommend people check out your stuff and and delve a bit deeper into your process. Very interesting. And cool, the challenge that. for for us and our listeners maybe is to to figure out how we can make that work in in bigger firm world mm -hmm. which is a different beast but I, I still think that the methods could hold and be sound there so last question for you Stephen, is if if people want to learn more and we can put a bunch of stuff in the show notes but what is the best place to well you know to go to and then yeah. you know if you do go to my website sgplabs.com 
Yeah. You can, you can easily access like a lot of my content. So like right at the top, you can go to YouTube, right? And you can just go to YouTube. You can digest a lot of the stuff. I'm talking about this stuff all the time. You can also find me on LinkedIn. If you type in Stephen G. Pope, you can find me there. If you go to TikTok, you can find me. You go to YouTube and you type Stephen G. Pope into Google. I'm going to pop up. My content's going to pop up. I'm going to bombard you with all of my thoughts. But going to my website's an easy portal to nice. find all of the stuff. And um, and yeah. And when's the next live event? Just, just in case. Keep, keep I have in mind on that this will, hold on, sorry, that this is a tricky question because this podcast oh, will yeah. air in two weeks. <laughs> oh man! But do you do you well, so every do... week or every month or has it? What's your cadence? I go I go live every uh, Thursday at 11 a.m. PST. Oh, nice. Okay. And that's on uh, that's on tick. That's actually I go live on TikTok, LinkedIn. I'm actually going to be going live twice a week shortly, and that'll be 11 a.m. PST on Tuesdays. And that'll be like the Tuesdays is going to be like more like a round table where people can just come and ask questions and I'll give a couple of talking points and that'll be it. Yeah. And then on the Thursdays is where I'm doing a little bit more targeted how to type kind of thing. But in both cases, it's all live. I'm, I'm handling questions from people. So you can always find me live pretty much every week. Impressive. It really is. That is cool. I'm saying yeah. this with someone who had a senior content role in a large firm and a team of four, sometimes five people with an agency. And it took us two weeks to put out a blog post if we had really <laughs> great two weeks. <laughs> just, just. Yeah, it's funny, like people make it way too hard. And and then they also want to outsource it. Like they're afraid, they're like, they're, this is a, something that I deal with with customers. And like some, some, some of the people I work with aren't, or I want to work with aren't ready yet. But like, you, you can outsource things, but you want to outsource them in like, like tasks, like, Oh, this person can do this task for me. Like they can edit my podcast, mm -hmm. but a lot of people are outsourcing the results, like or, hey, the, go thinking. Get the, or the thinking. And it's like, no, nah, yeah. like if you're a subject matter expert, like be the expert, like how are you going to ex, how are you going to export that? Yeah. How are you going to like, if you're a CEO, how are you going to like really look at this? I mean, I'm not saying that there aren't marketing firms that can get you results. Of course there are, but like, if you own this internally, and like, think about where you're going to be 12 months, 24 months from now, as opposed to the company that's like, Hey, can you help me with this? And it's just like some other company, no, but no company cares about you as much as you care about it. I don't care what they say. You care about your company. You care about your customers more than yeah. anybody else. And to give that control or that result to somebody else is a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I'll agree that. Beautiful. I agree 100%. Right I really like this. So thanks for hopping on. That was a great, great conversation. I'm going to stop the recording now. Thanks. Thanks, Stephen. And have a good uh, rest of the week. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. It's been yeah. fun. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks for joining. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Unbillable Hours. If you want more, tune in next week. You know where to find us.